Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by another Happy Studios. All aboard the Titanic for a frightful festive adventure. This is the voyage of the damned. Hello everyone, welcome to Still Got Legs, the only Doctor Who podcast in the world. There are no others, don't go check in for them, it's just this one. My name is Nathan, I am your main co-host and I'm joined with my lesser co-host, my companion, as it were, on this adventure that we're taking. His name is Lawrence Thomas Heisey. Hello sir. Hello sir, how the devil are you today? I am very, very cold, okay? Well, we if- discussed this briefly on um on an, on another podcast recently um but i tell you man i'm getting closer and closer to putting on that heat in no nah, don't do it don't give in that's what they want i, ha- I, know, I haven't gave it <laughs> that's what they want but i'm the only one just losing on this <laughs> i'm the one who sat in my flat just freezing my tits off okay <laughs> stand in solidarity nathan we're cold and we're strong together <laughs> we're cold i don't know if we're strong but we're, your, we're certainly very cold. What's your window situation like? You got strong windows to keep in that warmth? Oh, I got double glazing. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> everyone, <laughs> calm down. You remind like, me of a certain character from this episode, Nathan. All this bragging. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but look, it's it's still the the season is is changing. We're going into my favorite time of year. I love this time of year. It's it's more cozy, but you know the temperature is dropping. I want to make you aware, right, that I am currently wearing pajama bottoms. And if that is not a sign that the times are getting colder, we're approaching that lovely autumnal weather. Uh, that's, you know, what are we doing here, if not respecting that? Oh, that's true. What, what are we doing here on this Doctor Who rewatch <laughs> podcast if we're not respecting the seasons changing into autumn, I guess. You brought uh, up the weather, man. <laughs> well, you asked me. You that's asked com- me. That's conversation 101. You don't Lawrence, bring up the weather. 
Lawrence, this is, of course, um, I, I never know where to go with Christmas specials. It's always a hard time. I always say the season and the episodes. Is it Series 3, Episode 14? Is it Series 4, Episode 0? Who knows? It's hear, one of them. I hear your concerns. I raise you. It is the Christmas special. It is indeed the Christmas special. It is called The Voyage of the Damned. It is written by Russell T. Davies and is directed by James Strong. What do you think of that? I think that is cool, and I think I've heard of one of those names and not the other one. Um, you, uh, you, may, you might have heard of James Strong. You see, the, the trouble is, I always delete whatever the last one was, so because I, <laughs> I, I just want the latest one to be at the top. Yeah. So I never know what came before. But I can tell you that James Strong directs the very next episode after this. So. Oh, okay. So there you go. A name which will come up again at least one more time. <laughs> and directly next week as well. <laughs> yeah. After that, I cannot say for certain. Lawrence, before we get started, I have one important question to ask okay. you. Okay? okay. Did you watch Time Crash? Oh, no, I didn't. Fuck. Oh, you see? Oh, I'm a fool. Okay, yeah. I, I did. I feel and... like you knew I wouldn't have, and you didn't remind me so that you could be... This is you bragging again. You. This is you being like that character. <laughs> Lawrence, it's not my duty to remind you, okay? <laughs> you should know these things, all right? We, we, last time this day had a little thing. Last time, after 10's regeneration, or 9's regeneration, they had a little episode, and we, we sat down and we were like, how do we handle this? Is it a mini episode of the show? No, we'll just tack it on. Yeah, but you see, I, th- I think this is different, because I don't consider Time Crash canon. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I know that might be blasphemy, but it's, it's, it's clearly not canon, considering, like... There was a whole ending to the episode, and then they just went, oh, but before that, this little thing happened that you just didn't see. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it kind of, to be fair, Last of the Time Lords and Voyage of the Damned, they, they go hand in hand. They work very well together, as you could make that continue. Yes. So, yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Re- recap, what for, for someone that didn't watch Time Crash, not me, because I obviously did. Yes, um, what, you what just happened? admitted you didn't, but okay. <laughs> So, Time Crash is a it was a little shot. I believe it was for children in need again, um, much as the the one in between Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant's episode was. Um, so it was a little short where between the Last of the Time Lords and the Titanic crashing into um, the TARDIS, we had the the Fifth Doctor, as played by Peter Davidson, appear, and there was just a brief little scene of the Doctor's meeting. And shenanigans ensue. Not really. It's very quick, and it's very. The day is saved because I remembered doing this when I was you. So ha ha ha. Here we oh, go. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was like, <laughs> hang on a minute. I've got all these memories. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, all I remember from that really is that, like, at one point, they, the <laughs> the doctor was like, "You look like an old man," and here's why: it's because two Tardises shouldn't be together or something. And the fifth doctor's very quickly like, "That is why. There is nothing." About the passage of time here, <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. That's that, that feels like so quaint by today's standards. But two doctors meeting was probably quite a massive fucking deal for the revival series. I think it was a big deal. Yeah, it was the first time a classic doctor had appeared in the show. Yeah, true. Um, the first time we'd had a, 
I, I guess you can call it a multi-doctor story. I mean, it's eight minutes, but I guess you can call it. <laughs> and they um, don't leave the TARDIS. No. I also had to watch it on YouTube, and it was only I could only find like one video, which was like 240p, so it looked awful as well. I've, I've like, tried to nab that exact video for like editing resources before, yeah. and I've just gone like, no, nah, nah, I can't. This is <laughs> it's, it's really not good. <laughs> Two <laughs> doctors, one pixel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's, that sounds bad. Oh, no, it does actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know you thought that one through. <laughs> Nothing horny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but Time Crush, yeah, again, I personally do not consider it canon so you know in that case that's just me we strike it from the record we it is, mention it it is struck it is banished from still got legs canon the only official canon that matters in my <laughs> yeah. opinion we have decided we can't work out what <laughs> season this is a part of <laughs> no. but we know that this didn't happen at the very it's least it's either three or four okay we'll we'll figure it out at some point yeah um, and if you care that much you're a nerd and get over it i care yeah, we care because we have to put these under something. We have to label these. If not, this would not bother me. Lawrence, it's Christmas, but not really. Um, <laughs> it's it's The Titanic has crashed into the TARDIS. This is how we left things off last week. What a thrilling... Uh, what a thrilling ending. How on earth is the Doctor going to get out of this one? He's going to do a TARDIS button. He's going to do a TARDIS button that somehow, like... Just reverse. It doesn't like reverse time. It reverses a collision. It, it kind of reverses time. It reverses like a little bit of time. It does make then, it go backwards, doesn't it? It kind of like it. It localizes a little bit of time and then <laughs> selects that and then just like I'll, I'll change this bit but not the rest. So <laughs> the captain and midshipman frame like, why are we fucking moving back? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've always wondered like how how does that look from the outside? Like yeah. The outside of the TARDIS, because it's obviously a little blue box. And, like, I don't know. Like, So I think once you start going down this path, yeah. um, you'll fall into a despair of madness. Because I don't know if you know this, but Time Lord science isn't real and can't <laughs> exist in our world. That is not physics. It's not how it works. Yet. Yeah. Why didn't you ask Catherine this when she was here last week? She's much smarter than us. Because it's not real, Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, but she'd be able to give you something better than me going, I don't fucking know. But, well, I also wanted to save the discussion for this episode as well, because and we was already pushing two hours when we got to that point. Okay? <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want to extend the conversation. Um, anyway, though, but yes. Um, so he crashes into the, the Titanic. Um, he reverses time locally, and then he just gets on board the Titanic, I guess. He, he meanders out. I will say, mm. right... And and I, I, I did ask you this last week, but for maybe someone's just tuned in because they prefer this episode and skipped <clears> last week's for whatever reason. Um, the I think they do very well to dispel that this is not the legitimate Titanic very quickly. Okay, show you're I, working. I think they walk around and one of the first things the Doctor sees is like a robot, then an alien, and then he looks out the window and he's like, we're in space. I can't argue with that. That is pretty much straight away. Yeah. We are the the illusion is shattered, all right? And and good because otherwise I would have got my hopes up and they would have been irreparably shattered. I mean, you say good. I st- just do it on the Titanic, man. We do it. Like, I mean, I, besides the fact that the entire plot won't work with, with yes. that change. I know, and that obviously leaves you in a tricky situation because then it's going to be like 
oh, what, he just goes to the Titanic and then, what, just leaves, I guess? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's the worst thing about it, is it's history that is like... It's like that thing about the Ninth Doctor being at JFK's assassination, and we have to assume he still just chilled and did nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think he can change it. I mean, maybe he can. Maybe it's not that important to be a fixed point, but... And I guess he's just like, I'm just going to go watch Kennedy's head blow up, I guess. Like, <laughs> it's a fun Saturday for yeah. me. Yeah. Also, wasn't the ninth Doctor on the Titanic as well, though? Uh, I believe, yeah, I think in season one he did mention this, because I remember us talking about it. I, I, I think, though, I think the way Clive puts it is that um, there was some kind of family, and they were with, and they were, like, pictured or drawn with their friend, uh, in quotes, um, but I, I, I believe the way Clive phrased it is like he, it's kind of implied that they never actually boarded the Titanic. Oh, so someone. he wasn't there. He just saved a family from, he just like won. He just did something like, yeah, some shenanigans. <laughs> nice to meet you, doctor. We're so excited for our voyage. <laughs> Doctor's like, eh, you might want to not do that. <laughs> no, let's, let's, let's not. What's that? We're in Southampton. It's 1912. You're going on a big boat to the new world. Hmm. I would reconsider. You've got to put a lot of faith in that, haven't you? Like, those tickets weren't cheap. No, they were expensive, yeah. And, like, for some stranger just... You met, presumably... The Doctor never stays anywhere too long. A stranger just going, I wouldn't. And, like, you've got a trustworthy face, Christopher Eccleston. I will choose to agree with you here. Family, we are not boarding the Titanic. (laughs) And for most people travelling, it wasn't just, like, a tourist trip. It was was literally a new life. They were going to America to... To live and to work and to start a new life, so... Life is cancelled, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I understand. It's it's probably for the best that it is a space Titanic, but I just still cannot help being a little bit... Dis- you know my fascination with that big, beautiful bitch of the sea. I t- um, <laughs> How elegantly put. <laughs> <laughs> She's beautiful. She's a beautiful girl. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so put some respect on her name, Nathan. Lawrence, I have nothing but respect for that magnificent bitch of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do. I have a weird very morbid fascination with the Titanic as a lot of people do as well. Um so it was a little disheartening to see, you know, a space version of it. But but it's still a little bit fun, you know. Are you are you not appreciative that you got it in some form? Uh yeah. <laughs> no is the answer you were looking for there. I don't know cuz no well it's kind of like if it if it was advertised as that from the get go, then yeah, probably. Yeah. But the fact that they get my hopes up with that little cliffhanger, and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go, let's let's do the Titanic adventure, and then we get to the episode, or it was probably shown in the trailer beforehand or something. But like, it's it's a spaceship or whatever, then it's like, yeah, less good. Really, the, cl- the cliffhanger was naughty. I'll give them that. They yeah. they knew what they were doing. <laughs> they did. They did. Um, what, what what happens next, Lawrence? Take us through. Where do we start so, 15 minutes into this episode? Well, firstly, a question I had, just because every now and again we do actually break down some of the stuff that happens. I know a lot of this is we talk Ooh. about suits, and a lot of the time we talk about silly things that make no sense. I will note, uh, for the first like five minutes or whatever, he was in his beautiful blue suit. He, I, I'll give you this. It looked good. As it always does. It didn't hold a candle to what he put on, but we're not quite there yet. Mm. save the suit talk for about 30 seconds time from now is this the first time the earth has been referred to as soul three no i believe it was in the very last episode oh what when they did the like don't come here yeah yeah. (laughs) shit's fucked here (laughs) yeah i believe so i believe yeah at the beginning of the episode when they're like planet earth is closed soul three yeah okay 
I believe that has been noted before. Yes. I thought it might have been last episode, but I took a gamble uh, and I've okay. been made to look a fool. Yeah, that's fine. Yes. As you often do on this podcast. I'm, I'm happy to be wrong. Um, <laughs> just before we get into after the titles thing, for, I want to talk about two very quick things. Firstly, we don't talk about title names enough. Voyage of the Damned goes hard. That is a it banger does. title. That is such a banger title. Russell yeah. was cooking when he came up with that one. <laughs> He was like, "How can I like? How can I infer the Titanic? How can I make it like you know? Give that." And then he just found the two coolest words ever and put them together. I love it. I'm um, pretty sure it's like already a title of something, like isn't it? Like a like a mystery. It, it, that see that to me that just screams like a Poirot novel or something like that. You're you're probably Voyage not wrong. Of the Damned. Yeah, you, I I do I see what you're saying. You're probably not wrong, but Russell T Davies is a god, and you can't stop him. So I'd assume that this is entirely his work. Would you, would you agree? I would not agree with that statement, no. <laughs> I think I proved that last week. That's <laughs> true. Um, something you will agree on, though, is that there is a new theme song. I, it's hard not to notice it. It's like, punchy. It's immediately in your face, like, look at this new theme. Listen to this bass line. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you, you didn't, you heard bass, you love it. You fucking, mate. I, I'll be honest, right? This is, this is the one I remember so vividly from my childhood. I do love this. I love this one a lot. I don't know if I'm a fan of it, really. I think it's... A bit too preppy? Uh, uh, yeah, no, not preppy. I just think it's a bit much. It's just... It's <laughs> straight away, it's just... <laughs> it's so just loud and bombastic, and it's... I don't know, I miss the subtlety of the other one, I think. I I think... I do see your point, but I think subtlety mm-hmm. for this... Where the show is now, you know, we're... We're coming into our third season with um, David Tennant as the Doctor. Yes. And, and bearing in mind his his character is riding an ego high that is unparalleled. I think the change in... Yes. It does make a bit of sense. It's a bit more in your face. It is, yeah. And I, and I think it makes a makes sense with Series 4, which is, uh, from memory, a bit more action-packed than, than some of the others. Yeah. So so it makes sense. Very noticeable straight away. Very much out of the gates. Like, whoa, we are in new territory here. Yeah. For sure. Um, I like it. I think it's cool. But anyway, we we have to do some suit talk. We do. Okay. So so once again, uh, Ten is back in his uh, his little black party tuxedo. Okay. <laughs> he dusted you, it off. You, you like this? You like this look? I've always liked this look. Mm. I think you can't not like this look. I think, right. Is he I wearing na- the cons? He's, yeah, he's wearing the black converse, yeah. He's wearing the cons, okay. Yeah. So the, the ones that he got from... Parallel Earth, Jackie Tyler's staff room, I guess. Yeah, Pete's house or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's wearing them. Uh, he does, at one point in the episode, he finally acknowledges it is a cursed suit. Wherever he puts it on, there seems to be some sort of trouble afoot. I mean, you could say that about literally any outfit he wears. Though, <laughs> yeah, <really>. yeah. <laughs> It'd be a pretty boring episode of Doctor Who if he put on, like, a new hat and then just went and sat in the park for 42 minutes. And at the end of it went... Lucky hat, I guess. <laughs> Just had a pleasant afternoon. <laughs> um, you, you, you say that like, you know, you question me like you're not a fan of the tux. It's not that I'm not a fan. I just find it a little bit boring, really. Yeah. I mean, it is like the most basic of outfits. Like, it's literally just a plain black tuxedo, white shirt, black bow tie. Yeah. And the, the cons give it a little bit of flair, I guess. <laughs> but it's... For a Doctor Who outfit, it's just, I don't know, it's pretty standard, really. I do, yeah, no, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I do, I do take your point. And I also, there, for this episode, which does tackle, like, 
I mean, does it? But it attempts to tackle some classism. I think it does. Yeah, I think it, I think it hits some and misses some others. But hmm. I will argue that it's occurring to me now that putting the Doctor in a shiny, nice tuxedo is probably a weird choice <laughs> for, the, for yeah. the episode where you're talking about like the difference in classes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, well, even even those in the steerage or lower class or whatever, they're they're not necessarily like in their fucking rags, are they? Like. No, but you've got, like, I like Foon and her husband. They're just in, like, some purple kind of <laughs> hoedown fucking cowboy get-up, which I quite enjoy. Some fancy dress costume or something going yeah. on. Oh, yeah, they, they, I think they did say that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. But yeah, even though they don't look bad, yeah, they're no, dressed up. They're dressed, I mean, maybe not for the occasion. The occasion kind of seems like it's whatever you've got on. Yeah. It's not quite black tie, but yeah. Um, no, I like it. I think it. I think it gets better once the bow tie comes off. Right. Okay. I do. I like that. Gives it a bit more of a like a um, a loosey goosey feel to it. More of a distressed look. Yeah. yeah. And when it gets a bit more ripped and everything else, that's when it it falls into that kind of. Uh, this looks more like a doctor outfit now. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just. It's yeah. It's just like go to literally any wedding, and you'll yeah. see like fucking twenty blokes wearing the exact same outfit. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> it just it, to me like the doctor should always be wearing something that at least stands out a little you know yeah that's, that's why i like the beautiful blue suit you know and the and the burgundy boots and it's 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 something that i don't know it's just it needs to have a certain flair to it and yeah. and yes the cons give it a tiny flair i guess but i mean they're off screen for the most part so like... <laughs> i mean yeah it's not often you see them <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah anyway uh, that's suit talk that is suit talk. That's what you come here for. You may as well go now. It's only downhill from here. We need a suit talk theme. We need to. Oh, we do, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. We need four, a burn, four seasons in, we need a suit talk theme. <laughs> also, does like I'm pretty sure the suit swapping and changing kind of stops for the most part after season four, right? Uh, no, not necessarily. Unless no. there's like a full time new costume. Does Matt Smith is Matt Smith one for changing his vibe? Matt will change it up every now and then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I do remember. He does wear a football kit at one point. <laughs> um, yeah, but so I'm excited to get to that. And we at some point, it. he's naked as well. Big party was changing his look all the time. He had a, a yeah. plethora of um, different variations on his outfit. So an, an indecisive boy. Yeah. What I will say is that Alonso, um, although we don't know his name's Alonso yet, yeah. midshipman frame, if you will, please. Yeah, but of course, sorry, his official <laughs> title. Uh, he is a big fucking nerd for the space voyage handbook. He's he's fresh out. He's as fresh as a daisy on his first yeah. voyage. Often we talk about like the warmth and the niceness of side characters. I really like Alonso. I do too. Call him midshipman frame for now, please. Okay, sorry, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much longer. <laughs> well, that's his name. You got to put some respect on it. Is it his name? Is his title at least? <laughs> oh yeah, because this this boat is real one for rule sticklers, aren't they? <laughs> well, he is. It's true, and I'll, I'll be fair, he weathers the storm, literally, he, he gets him through. He's the captain by the end of it. Yeah, look, I, I like that he's uh, basically just a little nerd who's like, uh, Captain, uh, I should be here too, the, the book says only two of us are supposed to be on the ship, and he's like, very well, my boy. He doesn't say, he doesn't sound like that at all, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. I've got. Um, I've just got a note that's like, Oh, he seems like a nice guy, this captain, doesn't he? Seems like just maybe a weather-beaten man, maybe a tired, 
beyond his years should be off the clock by now but i'm sure he's not going to do anything disastrous <laughs> all right so cats out of the bag the captain is the reason the space titanic hits the iceberg but in this case it's three asteroids yeah is he a bad person yes okay <laughs> i think so <laughs> i yeah. think Look, i mean if you're gonna talk about classism <laughs> he, he does a bad thing yeah i will uh, i will admit to that he does a very bad thing but seemingly for some right reasons i don't think for any right reasons i think he's had a career they they he didn't seek out money they offered it to him and he went yeah my family could do with a fair chunk after i'm dead i get he's dying and he's sad and whatever mm. but you that's not that's not what a good person do they, they, they don't go i'm terminally ill better go on a shooting spree like it doesn't that's not what people should do well why did it i <laughs> yeah and he sucks yeah, it's, it's true. He's terrible. An He's an awful person. <laughs> I don't know why I even mentioned that. You're like Walter White, my personal hero and the man <laughs> I aspire to be. I, I didn't thought he'd be your hero. You love that shit. I like Breaking Bad as a TV show, Nathan. I can, I can, I can digest some complex themes in in a show and go, oh no, he not a hero, not a good guy. I don't know. There are some people that can't. And do look at him, you know, when he's like, I am the danger. It's like, yeah, tell your, you know, B-word wife. You go and put her in her place. Oh, people hate Skylar, don't they? Like, <sighs> God forbid a woman is against a meth empire in her house. <laughs> but, fucking hell. <laughs> How dare she? How dare she have a problem with yeah. the fact that her husband is killing people, cooking meth, and selling it across the city that she lives in? oh god and there are armed men coming to the house where her infant fucking daughter lives oh yeah just about that just i mean we could we could open a can of worms here but this episode's long enough so yeah lawrence this is not still got meth okay this is still got legs so but to clarify we do still got meth no we don't lawrence no (laughs) um but yeah right so you you think the captain's the, the best man better than the doctor you said what no, no. <laughs> okay <laughs> what's this god what, what, what's your point on him i no, i i never said that he's the best man or whatever i i just think he's not necessarily a 100 percent bad evil guy okay i just think he's he's in a tricky situation you know <laughs> is he well he's dying <laughs> that's not too tricky if someone said you're dying Want to kill an entire fucking planet? I'd go... Oh, I forget about the planet. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. I Also, not to reference Breaking Bad again, (laughs) I think there is a distinction between being polite and being a good person. And I raise you Gus Fring, right? Yes, you can have manners. He's still (laughs) a murderer. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. I I see what you're saying. There is nuance because he is like, he doesn't want to shoot midshipman frame i know that and he also he also like he requested specifically older men to captain the ship with him so like you know men who would serve their time not younger boys with their lives ahead of them like young yeah. russell's over here yeah he would only um kill nice innocent old men i guess <laughs> so yeah I mean... yeah but uh, men who have lived a long happy life assumedly as would opposed you, to would you say that the old professor has lived a long life Oh, don't get me started on this professor. Right. Yeah, but then do you not see how he has it? What I'm saying is, 10 years is a long time, and some people have a lot left to give. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. I don't know what you, point you're trying to make. <laughs> the point is, I just don't think... Being old doesn't mean they should die. 
Well, no, I'm not saying all old people should die, Lawrence. I mean, that's that's quite an allegation to lay at my feet. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying that like there's 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 a reason why he specifically wanted older men on the ship with him and not yeah young boys. No, it is true. I I do think it's like. I mean, it's not for a while until Midshipman Frame actually gets shot and we get that. But he's he yeah. does he. I do think he comes across quite regretful and quite yes. You know, I think maybe he saw the dollar signs and went, yeah, I'll do that. And then coming to doing it, he's signs. like, I don't. Oh yeah, sorry, my apologies. The credit signs. Yeah. yeah. Um. But he comes to doing it and he's like, I, I, I can't quite go through with this. Yeah. He, he does go through with it. That's besides the point. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. All right, yes, he's a bad person then, fair enough. I I would say so. Um, But do you know who isn't a bad person? Midshipman Frame. Uh, Yes, but also Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue is one of the best people on Earth. Yeah, she's lovely. She is? I think she slips into this really well. A lot of, like, I know that they struck gold with Catherine Tate, naturally. Mm. She's coming back um, as the companion. Um, and that's also something I don't need to clarify for time. She she's coming back in our show's run, but also again in real life now, present yes. day. Um, but no, I think like it's I think it's hard to slip into this campy, silly universe, and sometimes you can stick out like a sore thumb. And I think that she just slots in really naturally. I feel like up until recently, but I'd say probably even up until specifically this very moment, Kylie Minogue is probably the biggest name Doctor Who has ever had. Like, that will change in about a month's time. But, like, up until, like, right where we are right now, because the yeah. episode's not out yet, I- I'd say Kylie's probably the biggest name. Who else have we I had? mean, she's, she's like a fucking world-famous pop star. It's Although, true. do Americans know about Kylie? She, I'm sure she broke America at one point. Australians definitely do, because she's from there, and she was yeah. in the Neighbours. We but definitely like, do. Danny, Danny Minogue was doing X Factor. That was quite big in America as well, wasn't it? No, I don't think so. Was it not? No. Hmm. Maybe. It's too early for the voice. <laughs> Maybe because of One Direction, but... Was she anything to do? She weren't one, anything... More. Oh, you mean X Factor in general, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, either way, it's indisputable yeah. Kylie Minogue is a fucking mega superstar. <laughs> she, yes, a mega superstar. And yeah. again... A, a very big name for for Doctor Who to get, and it's great. It was great. She she played a great part. Um, Astrid is of course an anagram of TARDIS. Did you notice that? I did. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I I don't even think I would have picked up on it, but I did know that from prior yeah. knowledge. Yeah. I also knew that from prior knowledge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you could say we're two very observant men. <laughs> we're very observant. Nothing gets past us. Also, Ast- I do. I I will say I like the character, mm. but Astrid is a fucking ridiculous name for for someone that ends up getting scattered into space. All right, someone in this called Foon. All right. Yeah, but Foon doesn't mean anything, does it? <laughs> no. I- <laughs> did you know the Foon is an anagram of Noof? I didn't, Lawrence. Well, you learned something new. I've my mind has been truly blown with that uh, revelation. Uh, yeah, but that's just that's that's how you name characters, though, isn't it? It's true. Yeah, yeah. You allude to something that will happen. What? It, also, while we're talking anagrams, if you could just spitball mm. a couple for Banacafalata for me. Yeah, sure. No worries. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we got so we got Canabafalata. <laughs> no, no. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Okay. We got Fana Calabata. You got regular Chia Batter. You got regular Chia? No, what is this? Um, Banacafalata, a lot of fun. 
I love Banner Cavalletta. Right? <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll talk about a little, about him a little bit more lately uh, later. Yeah. But just just for now, fun little red guy can't go wrong. Yeah, basically. I do, I, I do like when the doctor seemingly has a little bit of a racist moment <laughs> when, like, when, one of many. <laughs> yeah, when when they're about to go down to to planet Earth on shore leave or whatever, and, and they're just like, uh, "Are we taking him?" He's like, "Get this freak out of here!" I don't know about this one, boy. <laughs> Get this freak out. I, I also put like. The, the the Earth being well accustomed to aliens at Christmas is it's written mm. into the episode, right? Yeah, it's true. So, so like, fucking put a comb on him or something. Let him come. <laughs> what's what's your problem? But uh, I I can see the Doctor's reasoning. <laughs> I can see it, but here's my thing, right? Banner Cavalata paid for his ticket, and the Doctor didn't. So <laughs> sh- someone should sit down. <laughs> Look, you're not wrong, but still. It's though. in the experience, Nathan. It's like if you go on a holiday resort and you book it because you love the jacuzzi and you get there and the jacuzzi's out of order. You've been shortchanged. But what I'm saying is maybe they should have, like, you know, if they've got, like, trans, if they've got teleports, then, like, is a hologram out of the question? Like, a disguise hologram? So he just appears as a human or whatever? Yeah, I. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> like, I mean. It's a sci-fi show and anything could happen. Yeah. Um, Why Ma- not that? Max has been running the company for holograms for 20 years or something, he said. so. His name is Max. His name is certainly Max. Ding. Yeah. Um, a surprise Wilf. Love Wilf, right? Did it, right. How, how did you know? Did you, well, obviously we knew about this, but did you remember? I, I remembered Wilf. It, it took me a minute, but when yeah. they were like, we're going down to Earth. As soon as they called like the Red 6-7 tickets, I was like, oh, it's Wilf, yeah. All right, okay. See, for me, total forgot, totally forgot until he <laughs> showed up, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's Wilf!" All right, <laughs> Benny Cribbins. <laughs> well, like, I, I think, he, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know I where don't they were with this. Yeah, he's not Wilf here though. Like, no, yeah, Will, the character Wilf had not been written yet at this point. This is just pure coincidence. Really. Russell is like thanking his lucky stars that he didn't just add like a weird racist spin to this guy or just like yeah. you know how sometimes he'll just color a character with like a little bit of something extra yeah and it's like oh we don't need that um like like i mean fucking donna before she was going to be a companion was a bit you know they they regressed her in terms of her like agency she was like you and Catherine were talking about she was kind of going around going marry me marry me please please yeah yeah and that's not donna at all um, no. So it's a good thing they weren't like <laughs> when when they teleported away from Wilf. He was he just didn't drop a slur or something. I mean that would have been pretty bizarre for a Doctor Who Christmas special episode. <laughs> the family's <laughs> gathered around the telly. Everyone's just had their Christmas dinner. Let's all watch Doctor Who, and then there's just a hard slur just dropped straight. <laughs> like, that would have been that would have been pretty intense. It would have been. They do. They do. Um, and I know they keep this up, but they do. The one thing I would change about Wilf, if anything, is that he just he, he will live and die by the sword of the royal family. And well, he's an older to... guy. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a soldier. He's a former soldier. He's an older guy. He's of that yeah. generation. Of course, he's gonna be a fucking flag shagger. <laughs> he is though isn't he i mean he is yeah he quite literally goes out of his way to salute the buckingham palace and everything so yeah no it's fair you know my my dad used to fucking on christmas days my dad used to make us all watch the queen's speech whilst he pulled out a fucking for some reason he had this weird painted portrait of the queen and he put it <laughs> above the fireplace 
And then he was pissed out of his mind, but he always made us salute it and listen to the Queen's speech. Yeah, but your your dad's Day. a your dad. I mean, can I? Am I allowed to say? You can say yeah, 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 yeah. But your dad's a military man, right? Like that's yeah, but still, I mean, bit odd. <laughs> We've just completely flipped stances, by the way. When it's your dad, you're like that's weird. When it's Wilf, you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> listen, they're entitled to it. I guess it's fine. Yeah. It, it's true. It won't completely ruin my mood. What will ruin my mood are three meteors heading for me um yeah. when i find out that the captain has magnetized the hull and is drawing the meteor showers in it's a good crash sequence Ve- uh, right i wrote this down right the fucking there's something about like the when it all hits the when you've got max going fastest furthest best and like the there's something in the editing that's been going on recently this happened again in the for you the controversial yana reveal <laughs> But like, yes. but do you know what I'm saying when I'm saying like the last couple of episodes, the editor has just cooked at least a banger sequence. I wouldn't say they cooked with Yana. I would say they cooked with this. All right, because yes, when when it seems to cut with Max's little speech and stuff, and the way mm. it's going back and forth, that's all very insane. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's good stuff. Yana, not so much. But <laughs> it, right, the editing is still very respectable in Yana, even if you don't like the content. That's fine. Fine. Yes, all right, fine, I can admit to that, okay. <laughs> Respect my craft, Nathan, please. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I just, I, I love that sequence. I think it's really good. Um, I also like the, it's cutting back between, like, Max doing his weird little speech um, and also the Doctor kind of being like, there are meteors, stop arresting yeah. me. <laughs> like, I'm trying to help. He's, he's, he's got himself into one of those classic situations where no one's listening to him again. And the exact yeah. thing he's shouting and screaming about when everyone's like, all right, mate, you're mad, is <laughs> is going to happen in like five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. At, th- at this point, they've wasted so much time. The Doctor, even if they let him go, they, we wouldn't have yeah. time to do shit about it. Yeah, it's true. I do like, like during that sequence, there's the... The rich fucking idiot guy who like asks the the angel, the heavenly host, what's happening, and he just goes, "Information, you are going to die." <laughs> a banger voice. Yeah, very good. Do very you know good. who? Do you know who does that voice? Uh, no, I don't. I could look it up, but no, I have to now. Yeah, I? But why credit people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, sorry, I didn't mean to give you work. I promise. Yeah. Why is it always me who has to look this up? Lawrence? You know what my internet's like. It's hanging by a thread. You really want to test it. All right, that is that is fair. I said Voyage of the Damned is a, a movie from 1976. So. Mm. There you go. I'm guessing Russell penned that one as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. He and he's repurposing his own work because that'd be the only explanation. <laughs> okay, now Paul Casey is credited as the host. Okay, Paul but I don't Casey. know if that's the yeah. I don't know if that's the, if that's the voice or just the guy inside. There would have been I'd a few people some... inside, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'd imagine it's the voice. Yeah. Um, he's done quite a few roles in Doctor... He's been in 38 episodes of Doctor Who. Holy shit, okay. <laughs> yes. Aren't you glad we Googled? We've stumbled <laughs> on a gold mine. We have, yeah. He's also been in The Rise of Skywalker. He's been in The Last Jedi. Nathan, no one cares about this. Who did he voice in Doctor Who? He's been in Rogue One. Nathan! He's, he's been in the Sarah Jane. But I, no, I think this is a guy in the suit because he's playing like a lot of... like prosthetic up to the nose. Yeah, like, yeah. A lot, like he played Dasmoradis in Rogue One. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and I know he didn't do the voice of that because Stephen Stanton did the voice of that character. He played Weevils in Torchwood. 
Okay, you're right, yeah. yeah. The weevils. Uh, yeah, so I, I think this is a guy in the suit. I think, yeah, this is this is one of their guys that they have, which would explain why he's been in 38 episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> well. I guess so, yeah. They, he's the on-call guy for guy in the suit. <laughs> yes. There is... There's an actor called Colin McFarlane who's credited as Alien's voice. Alien's voice? Yeah. Was there any aliens? Uh, there was. There's an overlay over Banner Cafalata. Yeah, but that's that's just that's just him with a yeah, robot sound Banna effect. Ca- yeah, yeah, that's just Banner Cafalata. I would imagine it's this guy. Alien voice. Because there's no aliens in it, really. It kind of has to be that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This is like the only voice role listed. What's what's his uh, name? His name is Colin McFarlane. Colin McFarlane, you did great. If it, that wasn't you, you need to get on to your agent about how you're credited <laughs> on IMDb. Because we tried. We tried our hardest to, to find that for you. <laughs> I mean, we tried our hardest. We looked at the top cast page on IMDb. but like That's, that's where it should be. It's true, though. I don't fucking true. run that website. <laughs> that's yeah. where it needs to be. That is where it should be. Yes. Um, anyway. But yeah, so, but yes, no, um, all in all, I think the, it's, they, I wrote down the, the angels are sassy. They just, they suddenly, okay. their personalities all just suddenly be like, lol, fuck you guys, all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know if they're like that. No, right, maybe not like that, but I think there's, <laughs> there, there's, there's like a commitment to, I know they're robots, I get they're programmed, but like the yeah. information, you are all going to die. Like, it's unnecessary, you don't need to do that. Everyone else, you're just killing. It's kind of it's kind of like that British wit, like well, like, um, mm. like that that famous snark that we all have, really. There is, is there is a British thing about like getting robots to say silly, like the fucking all of that. Um, uh, what's that Martin Freeman in space called? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's the one with, with um, um, Alan Rickman. Snape, yeah, Alan Rickman is yeah. the robot. Alan Rickman, the depressed robot. So there is a, I think, I think there's an element of that coming in here. In Star Wars Rebels, AP-15, which is very much based on that yep. same robot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very true, yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do like them. I think they're a, they're a fun presence. What I did like is that the TARDIS immediately gets nerfed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> TARDIS immediately gets, like, fucking... Is it, is it Professor X stole it? <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just immediately like... Well, the situation could be solved in two minutes if you had the TARDIS, so yeah. we got to get rid of it. <laughs> it's like the 42 thing again, where it's like, let's just... Yeah. Wouldn't it make sense if we all left? And the Doctor's like, it's trapped behind a million billion doors! <laughs> <laughs> we, should start count, we should start keeping a track of how many times this happens, because it happens quite a lot. <laughs> it, does, it, it happens less as Russell departs, I think. They actually start incorporating the TARDIS into some stories... Yeah, yeah, that's true. It still, it still happens, though. Don't get me wrong. It's, I mean, it it's has still going to gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I can give them... Um, I'll tell you what. I'll spare them this one, because in this Christmas special, they spared me the fucking pilot fish again. That's I, true, I, yes, I didn't have to see no... those stupid, pointless Santa bots, so I was happy. Or a killer Christmas tree. Where you at with the Christmasness of this episode? <laughs> like all the Russell ones, it's not particularly Christmassy, is it? When you say, where am I at with it, I raise you a where is it. Um, because it's not here, is it? Like It's it's a little bit. There's it's, angels it's and mentioned. there's a tree and some background shots. Yeah, it's mentioned, really. <laughs> it's I, more just a setting, really, isn't it? It is. And I, and I, obviously a backdrop this, for this, the adventure. Yeah, I think so. And I think this... Um, this vo- oh, I guess, the, like, Dr. Cooper or stuff, he's, all, he's always like... Or Mr. Cooper, whatever he's called. He's, he's, all, he's always like... 
and and they go to war with Turkey and good King Wenceslasness, and they all bow down to Santa and stuff. More about that later, Lawrence. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, his whole deal? Yes, yeah, more about that later. Okay, right. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's like, it, it's a little bit lacking. And I also think it raises like the the question, like this voyage is going to go on past Christmas. Do the, do, the, do the angel hosts, do they have another get up? Because when it's like January time for these for these voyages and they're just angels walking around, you know what people like after Christmas? They're like, I don't want st- to stop now. Stop talking about. Well, Christmas how long now. are they on the cruise? For? Are they on the cruise for months at a time? I don't know. It does feel like it's specifically geared to Christmas, doesn't it? It feels like it's a Christmas cruise. Maybe then, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, but, then my point uh, is no. The the hosts, I guess, yeah. The angels are Christmassy, but not specifically. Like you can have an angel in. March. Yeah, but like... If it's part of... And if, and especially if it's from a planet where they don't have Christmas. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's because then it's just an angel, isn't it? They're that's not just, associated... That's just the guy. My mate Steve dresses like <laughs> yeah. this. They're not associated in the angels with Christmas. We're doing that. That's true, yeah. Almost, yeah. almost like we're the audience and it's a Christmas <laughs> special. Exactly. Um, so anyway, look, here's the crux. They get into it. The the big threat of the episode uh, coming at you at 47 minutes into the podcast uh, <laughs> is, the, is the nuclear engine. You know, I, I was looking back for our feed the other day. I looked back at some of uh, the first episodes we did. Like one of them was half an hour. Rose like, was, was half like, an hour. I was like, how the fuck did we do that? Mate? I'll tell you why. I remember editing Rose. I was fucking lethal in the cut. <laughs> I was like, it's a show about Doctor Who. It's the first episode. No one's going to listen unless we're in and out before they've even fucking had time to look at their phone. Wow. We, look, we, we're on a, we've earned a longer episode now. We've done this for four seasons or three seasons. <laughs> Long gone are those days, which was less than a year ago. But, you know. Genuinely, uh, like, email in or, like, fans of the show to some degree. <clears throat> You've been really cool about reaching out recently. Do you prefer longer episodes or would you rather we tighten this up and less nonsense yeah. about is the doctor racist? <laughs> <laughs> Give us an idea of your your preferred time frame. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very good. We'll see it and we'll ignore it because we're incapable of taking criticism and tra- <laughs> and adapting behavior to suit. But yeah. No, but me personally, when I like when I like see a podcast that I listen to and I enjoy it and I like see like 2 hours plus I'm like Fuck yeah, bad. yeah! I can I can spend some time listening to this. I can I can do go on. Recently, Trump's like a fucking six hour podcast. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I was like, fuck yeah, boys, let's go. Um, it was great. I had a good time. Um, I had to listen to it over the course of like a week. Um, yeah, but then you, you know, in that case, then we're just with them for longer of their week. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, let us know. I'll tell no. you what, one thing I do enjoy. Okay. Yes. I enjoy that we have Astrid, Kylie Minogue, the beautiful Kylie Minogue has joined us on this adventure, all right? Um, And something I've always wanted, I understand why we don't have it, but Mm. something I've always wanted is a companion who isn't from contemporary Earth, okay? (laughs) Yeah. Like, give me, like, someone from the Victorian era, or, you know, maybe the 50s, the 60s, or even from another planet entirely, like Kylie Minogue is. Obviously, I understand they need to be the audience perspective point. We need that fucking yeah. relatability, that point of view in. But I, I just think, I don't know, I think it'd be more interesting to have someone from a different culture yeah. be able to, like, like because the scene where they do go to Earth and she's like, fucking stinks, I love it here. It's yeah. great, like, <laughs> that's good. That was a really good scene. I'd, I'd like to see more stuff like that. And, really. and, we're, and we're talking, like, 
the companion as well. No TARDIS team. Like, don't come at us with Jack or the the mm. the lizard yeah. woman from Victorian England or something. <laughs> I don't I don't know what her deal is. <laughs> and a Vastra. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Or the Sontaran they put in a free piece. That guy. Strax. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. None of that. We want the like the the, the through and through the season constant companion yeah. to be from some. Yeah. I because it is interesting and it just adds a certain level of niche. And I also think like. The show is at a point now where we don't need our hand held. Like, yeah. we, we have, you know, we're coming up to season 15 of this fucking show. Right, give us, like... 14. Is it 14? Yeah. Ah, uh, I see. Well, we're coming up to season 14, so give us... Just give us... Spice it up a little bit, and maybe they will. Who knows? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. It, <laughs> it doesn't. It... No, from, from everything that's been... From everything that's out there, Ruby Sunday seems very much like a contemporary modern... Yeah. Uh, modern earth that's that's part and parcel with getting russell back that man loves london (laughs) like there is no tomorrow i think it's mostly bristol from from what i've seen is it was filmed there yeah but then what does that say (laughs) yeah that's true i mean that could be that could be central london for all you know (laughs) that could be buckingham palace itself (laughs) (laughs) look let's 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 get into it the (laughs) 51 minutes (laughs) okay (laughs) We had look. We had you know soup talk. We had all of this. Um, all right, but right. The so the, the basically the main threat. It's not scary enough that everyone on the Titanic will die. We don't see them. No. We can't see them. We don't care about all the other randoms on the Titanic. No. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. They're dead. Nathan, if Nathan had it his way, he'd kill the whole planet, like he said earlier, with his mate, the captain. <laughs> Come on. Now. But that no, that's the threat. Basically, there's like some sort of nuclear engine that if it crashes, it will crash into the Earth, and the Earth will go bye bye. That makes um, sense to me. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. It's dumb. Why not? Why not? I'm saying. Yeah, it, it's dumb. You just you, yeah. you got to go with it. The doctor has said that's the threat, so we go sure. Anyway, up in the uh, up at the bridge, um, midshipman frame has been shot. The captain is dead. I, I love that little scene. I know we spoke about it already a bit briefly, but like the scene where he's just like, yeah, they told me it'd be old guys, and he just shoots him. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, and I also like that Alonso, oh, sorry, Midshipman Frame is yes, is very much a um, a guy that's like, fuck it, I got a job, I got a duty, shoot me if you're going to, but fuck yeah. this. Very cool, very cool. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. I like uh, he sticks, he he does his duty, he does what he can. I like the moment where he sees the angels come in, and then he like quickly once they've clocked on that the angels are the threat, and he quickly like closes the door, not realizing one of them has shut their hand like through it, just holding it open. And then when he notices it, he gives that little scream. That's a bit of fun. Like that is, that. and then he, and then he shuts more door. <laughs> he closes the door even harder. <laughs> he goes activate hard shutting of the door <laughs> sequence. Yeah, and I love that Doctor Who's filled with stupid shit like that. See, in in amongst all this, this kind of all blends together because this is the part of the episode where um, the Doctor and his kind of ragtag bunch of misfits are all. So who we got? We got. We got the Doctor, we got Astrid, pretty blonde girl, who the Doctor has instantly fallen in love with, big surprise. Yeah, shock of the year. (laughs) We've got the Professor, who doesn't know anything about Earth. Yeah. We've got Richie McRich. Yep. We've got Banakafalata, a king among men. We've got Mr. and Mrs. Foon. Let's just call them that. Yeah, that's, I don't, I did, I tried, I could not pick up on their names. Mr. and Mrs. Foon. Mr. and Mrs. Foon. Let's go with it. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah, I, I think... I think a great mixture, and I like that none of them are really, like... Like, th- there's an obvious shithead there. Yeah. But, like, the rest of them still, like, aren't massively invested. They're not, like... It's not time to get to know one another. It's time to move. 
Well, yeah, but they're still like helping each other out and doing what they can. Whereas Moneybags is literally just like, no, I'm not helping you. <laughs> there's, there's one bit, it bothers me so much because like you can be rich and a snob, whatever, yeah. right? He's obviously out to look after number one, but he doesn't realize that he's completely relying on the doctor and the doctor's not going anywhere until everyone's out. So that the thing that the thing the thing that kind of boils my piss about this is that like there are the two Mr. and Mrs. Foon, uh, they're slightly larger people, so the the door needs space. They need to kind of wedge the door a bit wider for them to get through. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh Professor doesn't know anything about Earth. It's like, come give me a hand, and he's like, No. And he's like, But why not? Like, I get that you're above expending your energy on the locals or whatever, right? <laughs> but like Fucking hell, dude. It would go quicker. Yeah. You'd get out of the situation faster if you did help. Yeah, you're but... shooting yourself in the foot for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Other than but... to just affirm that you're a... Pre- also, I'm pretty sure he had a Motorola flip phone. <laughs> you did, but I had a little space thing on it. It had like a bit, a bit of transparent... You know in DT when you get to make a lamp? Yeah. And they just come in with like a sheet of a material and you're like, ooh, transparent. That's, that's exactly just like a little transparent little space flip thing on yeah. it instead. It's very funny. He's like, it's not a vacation if I have to bring my phone. That's another thing. Everyone on this shit, I get they all don't know Earth, right? But they're like, these machines are on the blink. I'm like, where'd you learn that expression? <laughs> that's... Is it translated? Maybe. That's true. That's what I always think. Wouldn't, when... it, wouldn't it be funny if when the TARDIS got nerfed and it flew back to Earth, everyone just started being like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and the Doctor was like, whoa, hang on, what? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, that'd be good. Um, the, I, I tell you, would you attend, Nathan? Uh, bear in mind, we, have, we, we both own the same degree. <laughs> yeah, okay. Would you swap it all? Would you trade it all to have a go at Mrs. Go Lightly's Happy Travelling University and Dry Cleaners? Not a chance, no. I would. I think it sounds like a good place to study. <laughs> sounds awful. An accredited university, I think. <laughs> Definitely not. The Russell Group. Oh, don't. Um, but yeah. Uh, and what, what, what's, the, what's the meat of all this stuff? What do you mean? Like, well, I'm just like, you know, they're all doing their talking and it goes on for a bit. I guess Banner Cafalata's laying some riz. Um, <laughs> okay. Banner Cafalata is a cyborg lawrence he is Shh, don't tell yeah don't tell yeah because we well then we get a little bit of backstory on the planet of stowe where these people are from yeah and there's I don't know, cyborg racism i guess like no one likes the cyborgs but then astrid says oh no no it's all right like you can even get married now like look at you go you and stuff yeah. so be grateful <laughs> <laughs> there's some progress I guess. astrid's like say thank you Banner. <laughs> no she's not stop doing Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, I think it's I, I I do I do find the concept of him being like don't tell anyone. Meanwhile, he's there like don't tell anyone as an yeah, echo he's... coming out of his voice. <laughs> he doesn't sound like that, but <laughs> no, but he's got a distinct robot hum to him, isn't he? He's he just sounds like he's been auto tuned, basically. Yeah, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> also, I like I don't know. I mean, maybe this is why they're trying to put some kind of sanctions on against them and Stowe. But I like that he just has a built-in fucking EMP. <laughs> he just fucking takes some people out. Does not seem when you think about it, doesn't seem like the best thing for a cyborg to have, really. No. I've have we I'm getting deja vu. We've spoken about this for definite, surely. Have we? I think we didn't. I think we even cut it out um of an episode. I'm genuinely How would we have how would we have talked about this? Because I know that we got round to a and we we must have spoken about some sort of EMP, I think maybe in like Smith and Jones. Um, and I remember you raising the point that it would just turn... Is there an EMP in Smith and Jones? Maybe not, but there's a machine power outage or something, isn't there? There's something that goes on like that. I remember you saying the point about how Banacafalata would technically just turn himself off. Are you sure we just haven't spoken about this in our regular lives? I mean, maybe, but I'm almost certain we did mention it here. This is this is bringing up strong deja vu for me. Not me. Yeah, but you don't remember jack shit. <laughs> I remember more than you. All right, remember that if you go and listen to the Scream 3 podcast that we're about to record after this one. But no, yeah, you're right. It doesn't seem like a sensible thing for him to have plugged no, into his yeah. chest. Also, because all his friends would be cyborgs as well. Like, No, because he wasn't a cyborg. He weren't, he weren't like created, was he? He just had an well, accident. He well, he is a cyborg. No, I know he is, but he had a he, he was he was he was chilling. He was a, he was flesh and blood and then he got into an accident and he got rebuilt a bit. No, oh, right. Okay. So I guess he's still got other mates. All right. He just can't take a shirt off when he goes swimming. <laughs> That's all. Who, who who dies? Few people die in quick succession here. What goes on here? Who dies? Uh, we got so well. Banakafalata. He EMPs everyone, um, and is like, oh no, because they get to the engine room and they need to cross the perilous pit or whatever. Oh, and, and Mr. Then, Mr. Foon. Yeah, Mr. Foon dies. He just like steps on a thing and it collapses. Yeah, and then he falls down. And then, and then the episode makes time for about two minutes of fat shaming for a second. Where. <laughs> I don't know, I don't think it does. Everyone has a go. Everyone piles on a bit. No, they don't. All right, the, the dickhead does. Yeah, the dickhead does, but he does throughout the episode. That's true. I don't yeah. think I don't think the episode is like, yeah, this guy's right at any point. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> they, I think it's very much <laughs> against what he's saying. <laughs> I do like the moment where the doctor's like, oh, did you get the message, by the way? And he's like, what message? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, shut your mouth. Funny. That was very funny. I um I like the bit where the angels come down and then they start like throwing their little frisbee halos at them and then they just start wildly swinging pipes and stuff to to knock them back. I reckon, uh, as we know, Greg Cactus Face is a big fan of baseball. So oh, I you know where this loved this scene. <laughs> yeah, we've called it, Greg. You can no longer surprise us. <laughs> We're too in tune with baseball. <laughs> He would have loved that moment. I did certainly. Home run! I yelled. Yeah, same. I reckon all of these guys would be absolutely mm. sick at fucking Wii tennis or something. They yeah. were all just giving it a one bang. Um, yeah. I 
well, they get through it. Um, well, not everyone gets through it. A fair yeah. few don't. Uh, yeah, and then Mrs. Foon is the the final uh, casualty. As she she chooses to sacrifice herself, she wraps like a rope around the angel and is like, "You're coming with me, sunshine." Mm. As she plunges into the fires of the engine. I, Realizing that she cannot live without Mr. Foon. Yeah, and that that was that was a little sad moment. I was thinking yes. like that you probably could have just pushed him off, but then I'm thinking like you know you well lose. they can fly. Oh, that's true. Yeah, she yeah got, yeah she so, tucked him like, in. Yeah, yeah. She's the, she's the anchor weight pulling him down. So. Got yeah. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Criticism. You're wrong. <laughs> Criticism You're wrong, expunged. Wrong. Admit you were wrong. I did. I said I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. Fine. You want it in those words? I'm wrong. Yes. Thank you. Um. They get to the other side, and this is the point in the episode that I was like, at first, I was like, this seems lazy, and then I was like, or maybe could it be character writing? Um. <laughs> and <laughs> I, what I'll say is it is remarkably easy for Astrid to claim her seat on that TARDIS when you compare what Martha had to go through to to, <laughs> to be welcomed for just another trip at a time. Yeah, but she's a pretty blonde, though, isn't she? This is what I'm saying. It, and also, like, there's something about, like, Martha always gave the Doctor some shit back, whereas Rose, a lot of the time, she you know, she grew into giving him some shit, but a lot of the time at first she was like, wow, you're very surprising. You're, a, you're a, quite a powerful guy. Do you remember how during... Uh, the Blink episode, you were basically crying that Carrie Mulligan never got to be a full-time companion. Yeah. All right, that, this, is, this is basically me with <laughs> Kylie and Astrid, because I lo- I'd have loved Kylie to be a companion. I think Astrid would have been great. It would have been a great little team for a little while. Yeah. I could have done without the love story, I guess, but I think it would have been a good duo. I, I, do you know what? I don't even mind the little flirting. I think it does get a bit full-on. Does, yeah. I don't think it needs to go as far as it does. The doctor's yeah. like kissing dust or whatever. I think yeah. everyone needs to calm down just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, like, like do Banner Cafalata pretty dirty there? <laughs> well, they were engaged, Nathan. <laughs> I don't know if they were formally engaged. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's fair. Um, but anyway, so all of this, um, the doctor, the doctor's like, what's going on down there? What's going on? They're all coming from down below. There's something going on in the in the in the deck. He's had a look on the monitor, and there's a there's a. I always love this in stuff where like they look and they're like they look at some schematics or some blueprints, and they're like, this space is unaccounted for. This is where the threat is. I reckon in the episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think they, that happens in. I'm pretty sure it happens in Daleks in Manhattan. It definitely happens in Sarah Jane Adventures. There's like a Slitheen room in the school. Um, behind a door. Wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. I haven't seen it. Happens in Spider Man, the video game. Uh, yes, it does. That is also true. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Right. Martin Lee's office is not the shape no. it should be. No, Norman Osborne. Oh, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> I mean, both of them are true. They love hidden rooms in offices. Uh, yeah, but it's more Norman Osborne specifically with the schematics, though. That's true. Um, anyway, right. The. <laughs> Uh, basically, the Doctor runs back. He goes down there. I do like that he encounters the aliens and just ten panics and fumbles his opportunity so hard. He like guesses the the right number, uh, or he does that on the bridge, but he uses it again. He's like number one, you know, defense protocol one or whatever. Security he, protocol one. You just caught them aliens. Did I call them aliens? Yeah, you just vindicated IMDb. Well, well done IMDb. I guess <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong. I'm never. Gonna... <laughs> I'm too powerful. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, he, he he does fend them off quite nicely. Uh, he he pulls it back around, but I like at first how he's like, "That's right, yeah," and they're like, "Yes," and he's like, "No, nah, come on, that didn't." <laughs> it um, seems so stupid. Like, yeah, <laughs> I can understand the first one, but then immediately going, "Can I have another go?" <laughs> like, you you know how it's gonna play out, man. Like, come on. Everyone has prepared for this scenario, right? There is not a single person alive that hasn't thought, "If I met a genie, what would I say?" <laughs> exactly right so the doctor should be and he's had fucking you know a couple hundred more years than we've all had um oh actually hang on we we completely skipped past that what do you make of the speech love it it's cheesy as fuck but i love it i love it too and i also love that it was absolutely shot for the trailer oh 100 percent. yeah you can you can put in the explosion gaps in between each little phrase yeah and it's yeah. it i love he stares down the lens i like how in a normal episode where they weren't trying to market the christmas special it would have just been like, who put you in charge? And the doctor would have been like, me. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. fucking smart. And then off they go. But this one is, I'm the doctor. I'm a time lord. <laughs> it's very good. It's it's so over the top. It's so dramatic. It's so cheesy. Mm. But I, I, I like it. <laughs> I, if, just, I can't if help liking it. Is, is, is ego's riding high, right? If, if it's with what's going on. It will be a, a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it certainly will be. <laughs> um, but anyway, the doctor goes down. Um, and who comes wheeling out? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, who comes wheeling out in his dishwasher? Oh, sorry, yeah, I, f- I forgot. You, well, he, he tells the angels to take them to his leader, mm. to, to take him to their leader, which is one thing he's always wanted to say. <laughs> and 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 yes, we get we get the reveal inside deck thirty one. There's some kind of like chamber which he can survive anything in. Basically, some like power chamber thing, and inside there. His name is Max. He's been there all along, but he's a he's a big fucking head on a car. He's he's just a decapitated head wired into like a big fucking engine on wheels, basically. Um, and and his name is I fucking love that his tooth actually shines, and then the doctor goes, it actually does that. It's so silly. <laughs> it's so silly. I I think when Max comes rolling out. Um, one thing becomes enormously clear, and that is that Kylie Minogue was very expensive. Oh, come on, though. I think this design sucks. I mean, <laughs> it's not worse than anything else. No, no, I guess not necessarily, but it just, it, it's so weird. It's so weird. Everything in Doctor Who's weird. <laughs> I know, but there's like, and it, when it all gets paired together, like, like it's 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 just the battle of the forklifts, right? It's it's, it's yeah, robot it, wars. It, it it does turn into a battle of the forklifts, which is quite strange. It's, I will say it is absurd, but right, like so you, the whole the whole dramatic tension of the episodes just yeah. revolves into two cars just revving their engines at each other. Basically, who could, who's going to win bumper cars? Is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what do you make of 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 Big Max and his design and everything else? I like that Russell is on some all billionaires are cunts kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. That's pretty cool. I enjoy that. Max is, I mean, as a villain, he he makes sense. Everything that he does, it's all, I can buy all this, sure. He's just a weird head, though, isn't he? He's just a weird <laughs> 120-year-old head or whatever he or whatever he says he is. Yeah, I like. I, I one thing that comes out of it, which I do really like, is he goes. He he does explain. He does explain his whole spiel of like, you know, it's basically it's a it's a corporate revenge retirement plan. Um, yeah. and, and he's willing to you know part with you know an entire planet for that. So it does you know it touches in on the classism themes and 
all of this stuff. Um, but then I do like that the doctor just waters it down for us all by going like, what, so all those people have to die because Max is a loser. <laughs> yeah. It's a but great not line. Wrong, though. But yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a very good line. But yeah, I don't know. I just think I see like why it was the way it was. But like at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like the episode is a banger and it just out of nowhere for me, it just kind of, it loses a bit of what it was building, I think. The the cars revving at each other is very <laughs> stupid and definitely like it's built as this big dramatic moment. It all goes down into slow motion and everything and it's like this, oh my God, Kylie Minogue is sacrificing herself. How beautiful. Mm. But it's just cars just like fucking brum brum. Yeah. And <laughs> just, just knocking into each other, um, which is pretty fucking ridiculous, really. Yeah. I think but, it's not helped by the design of Max because it like pans to a wide and it's just a guy's head like yeah. in, in, a, in a washing machine or something. <laughs> just like clenching his teeth as he slightly leans forward to indicate that he is revving. Yeah, and he's pushing forward <laughs> off. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah, uh, bizarre. Um, I do think what comes after is all quite good stuff. I think. Well, well tell me about that then, Lawrence. <laughs> all right, well, actually, I'm wrong as well. Immediately, there is the absolute silliness of the doctor just clicking his fingers and getting levitated up by the angels. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's pretty silly. Um, the, the fact that apparently there was just a big hollow shaft all <laughs> the way up to the fucking, the bridge. Um, and they just burst through the floor of it, apparently. Um, or, what, or what we didn't see is he, they just fucking case him through 30 floors and the doctor <laughs> gets up and he's got a fat concussion. <laughs> Well, we saw them, and they were just, like, flying up for quite a while, so... It's true, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, I just... Like, I get it. I get that, like, Ten's on an ego high, and clicking his fingers to get something done is... That will come up again in Season 4, and he's mm. he, he very much is, like, getting a bit too big for his boots now. He is. Um, yeah. And I, and I, I like that. I, <laughs> again, I just think it's, like, it's it's real weird, and, like... The Doctor's having a big sulk in the smoke. Again, all these shots for the trailer. Uh, it looks great, I will say. Uh, yeah. Again, this is all very... It's all very slow-mo. It's, it's all very fucking... He's literally just walking away from big explosions behind him while he's not looking at them. What's that? It's the Lonely uh, Island song. <laughs> yeah, cool guys don't look at explosions. You got Will Ferrell just ripping on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. It's J.J. Abrams. Oh, is it? oh, yeah, J.J. Abrams, keyboard solo. Yeah, it was very it was very much that. It's very oh, Hollywood cool guy, like all these explosions and, yeah, that and the, And the black suit and everything with a slight rip yeah. on the sleeve. It's all, it's all very, oh, how very James Bond, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know that, that, that spawned the conversation somewhere in some nerd hole on the internet. That spawned some sort of thread. David Tennant as James Bond. Yeah, like a fan casting or something. Probably, yeah. But yeah, uh, I do like that he, j- he just kind of smashes through and Midshipman Frame, who's kind of been out of the loop for a bit, is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lawrence, now you can call him Alonzo because okay. we do have the reveal uh, <laughs> where the doctor just asks him his name and we get a great moment where he goes, that's oh, someone else I've always wanted to say. <laughs> Allons-y, allons-o. A great payoff from that seemingly throwaway line in yeah. season two. Really, it, it's it was it was bound to happen, and I was mm. not expecting it. Obviously, when I first watched it, but what mm. what a banger! 
Um, yeah. Fun fact: I remember watching this episode uh, when I was young for the first time. This is this is one of the few episodes I remember distinctly. Like, not you know, you know, as a kid, you can have a vague memory of like I remember watching Doctor Who on Saturdays. Yeah, this is one I remember specifically because I guess it being a Christmas day helped. But I had a um, that day I was bought the the Coral Tardis interior set for Christmas, so I had somewhere sense. to put all my action figures. Yeah, I remember all the what... many, yeah. the many you had in your castle. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> but, Probably uh... a fruitful Christmas for some. Yeah, <laughs> you act like you were getting coal and fucking. I was. <laughs> we bills. was all sat around the fire. <laughs> we were... <laughs> I had a tin of beans, and, <laughs> and I was like, "Please, sir." <laughs> Your father raised his his can of beans and delivered a solemn Merry Christmas. <laughs> but um, no, I, 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 I had a I had a place for all my action figures mm. to be, um, and I remember we always used to go on like a Christmas walk, and I remember I was allowed to take one toy with me on the Christmas walk, um, otherwise I might lose it. So what I did was I I cheated the system and I took the entire Tardis set on the walk. <laughs> Just like carrying the fucking. Top. No, I, I took the. I did dismantle it a bit. I took the. Um, you know, like it's got the weird columns, the weird coral beams. Yeah. That are always exploding. I took them off and I took the console piece out. So it was like the. <laughs> it was like a kind of. I guess there's some sort of like cylinder and a base. That seems so stupid. <laughs> it was, but I was fucking sick, man. I was the envy of all of my neighbours. So. I'm sure you was. <laughs> At least I thought I was. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, I do think that the doctor. There's an element of, you know, he's like, I can bring her back. She was wearing a teleport bracelet, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, wait, just before that. Um, I always, the scene where the the Titanic is crashing down to Earth. Oh, yes, um, yeah, of course, sorry. Yeah, a big moment. Oh, yes, the climax of the episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I I think in my head, I always get that mixed up with the um, the moment in the end of time. Where he, oh, where yeah. he's driving that spaceship? I always like confuse the two in my head because I always, I always had it in my head the moment where he like says, "There's a there's an old saying, a saying of great power and wisdom on Earth or something." But like he didn't say, it. I was like, "Oh, it must be from the other moment that's exactly like this." Then. <laughs> yeah, the, the exact same episode climax that happens. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna say you confuse it with the moment in Turn Left where like it would just the doctors, the Doctor and the Titanic are, are crashing right. They're they're steaming down to the Buckingham Palace. And then we just cut to Wilf in the countryside watching a news report. Be like, the Queen's dead. Buckingham yeah, Palace um, is in bits. No, they show, they show the same footage, but somehow it's captured on the news. Um, and, and then, like, the, the, the image cuts off and, like, is to indicate that London had been destroyed, like, it goes to grey static oh, I before, see. before we see it rise from behind Buckingham Palace. I, I yeah. think it's, it's so wild in this episode that there is, like... A, a kind of a subplot of like the entirety of London have chosen to go and do something. You know how hard it is to get anyone from London to do anything. That is very true. Like yeah. you, you say, wear masks to not die and let other people not die, and they're like, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. And that's well, fabric is, on I, your face. Yeah, that 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 is true. If this, in real life there'd be, I don't even want to say how many, but just countless number of people be like. No, I'm not going anywhere. This is my home. This is Christmas. I don't care if bloody E.T. walks in here with a gun, all right? I'm staying put. In solid- I like how we're just describing Wilf, but we put our racist voices on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, fair play to Wilf. And her majesty. And the queen appears. There's a shot. The corgis. Well, I think there's one corgi, which shows up. Yeah, they could only afford one. We- they had to pay Kylie Minogue. <laughs> 
And then we get some running and uh, shots of the back of the head. The yeah. queen in their dressing gown running through Buckingham Palace. I guess Philip gets left behind. Yeah, fuck things. him, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's just the queen. So. <laughs> and um, then we get a, thank you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Fine, whatever. Yeah, it's cheesy, <laughs> yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. I guess I guess she knows the doctor. Why not? I guess she I mean, I, that is one th- thought I had. I, I remember thinking, like, I do like how in the revival there is a, there is kind of this weird aura, this kind of unspoken thing that, like, there are officials that know the doctor. Like, yeah. I like the idea of, like, a president taking office and they open a red file and someone's like, so this guy's this guy's an alien. The president's like, what? And draws for his pistol. And he's like, <laughs> he's like no, you don't need to panic about it. This, this guy's cool. <laughs> he's one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah. He looks like us. He's got hair. And the president probably says, is he white? Um, but anyway. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> um, but, yeah. What do you think about the all the saving Astrid stuff? Dumb. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a chance for us to get some good acting from Ten. You know, I like his, especially after like what happened to him probably about two hours ago. Yeah, like <laughs> when you think about it, um, it is wild I've... to think that Martha's just Martha's two hours since leaving yeah. the side. She's probably gone. Yeah. She's had a plate of food, cocktail sausages on the sofa. She's probably like, had a bit of a <laughs> had a bit of a snack there, didn't I? Yeah. And the doctor's in a blown up fucking Titanic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. But it's it's pretty it's pretty recent for him, like especially losing the master and stuff. So I like that he's you know so soon after that, and even throughout the episode, he's he's like he's clinging onto life. He, mm. he doesn't want to lose people. He's he's very adamant about like no more deaths, no more of that sort of stuff. So yeah, so I like that um, he's very adamant about getting it back. It's just all very dumb though, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, it's it is dumb. I do think there is a nice element of like he's clinging on to life but like it, it it ain't clinging back like people are dropping yeah. like flies yeah and he's yeah. and he, uh, there's pro- there must be an element of him that's taking this on thinking like is this me yeah um but i also really like and something spoiler I, alert yes <laughs> <laughs> something i something i'd never considered before is that like this is kind of one of the first episodes to really grapple with the people that die bar one of them um, like the, as in, like in his ragtag group of people, two yeah. people choose to die. Yeah, two people willingly sacrifice themselves. Uh, this is exactly what I was just alluding to when I said spoiler alert. Yes, yeah, because this is something that comes up in series four. I don't think we should spoil it now because it's a good little thing. Mm. But yeah, this it's it's a recurring theme, shall we say? It is. It is indeed. Yeah, and I just think it's very very interesting. And they. They lay some early groundwork here, which is is yes. is, is not unappreciated at all. all right. And I think some early groundwork has been laid for even further down the line when um, Professor whatever his cunt name is is like you know choosing who can live and who can die. You know mm. what what kind of a matter would that make you? That make you a monster? Yeah. And then the doctor just got like a little bit of a look on his face and stuff. And <laughs> which so and we all know where that road leads us. Don't we? we do indeed so you would say so yeah. when mr cooper says choosing who lives and dies mm. that would make someone a monster do you agree with that why do i feel like you're setting me up for something <laughs> that uh because i am okay great um i i would agree with that you would yes. so you would say that the captain is perhaps maybe a monster then okay, great. <laughs> okay fair enough okay <laughs> you know full well if i said that you wouldn't have let me drop that <laughs> i would <laughs> I don't often get one up on you, so I'm taking it. I apologise. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I right. So anyway, all of that. The the snob comes over to the doctor and is like, 
I never said thank you. And I was like, oh. And then he's like, and I'm, by the way, I'm made of fucking money. <laughs> I'm even more rich. Yeah. And everyone else is dead. And that's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like. Great. Oh, dude, choke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I do like that the doctor just gives him nothing. Yeah. After that point. So so anyway, he takes. Uh, I, I, right. Uh, this has been bothering me all episode. Is it Doctor or Mr. Cooper or Copper? Or Professor. Professor. And is it Copper or Cooper? Cooper. Cooper. So Professor Cooper. Yes. Finally, I have the right, <laughs> the right combination. <laughs> um, right. In an ideal world, in a children's TV show, yes, he can buy a house. Yeah. But he can't, can he? Why? Because he doesn't have, like, any... <laughs> no financial records, credit scores. If he's got a million quid, he doesn't need credit scores. I feel like you need documentation to buy a house. Yeah, you probably need identification, yeah, but he doesn't need credit scores because he'll just be paying cash. Oh, that that's true, yeah, he'll be paying outright. So he's not getting a mortgage, is he? That is true, yeah. But this this leads me on to something okay. which I want to discuss. Okay, yeah. and I think this is kind of the return of Nathan Nitpicks, I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I don't think I'm nitpicking here, though, okay? Because I think this is quite big, okay? Okay. And I think if you just paid attention to your script... You know, you can avoid things like this. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. So, earlier on in the episode, we, we get the fun little reveal um, that Mr. and Mrs. Foon won their tickets aboard the Space Titanic by entering a, a competition somehow. They had to phone up and say, like, oh, it's, it's whatever. They answered a question, they won, okay? <laughs> no, I want to know the specific radio game they played. <laughs> no, I can't remember. Um, and then later on, we get we get the reveal that Mrs. Foon actually entered the competition five thousand times, okay, and spent five thousand credits on on the entry, okay. Yeah. Um, to which Mr. Foon says, "Are you, are you, are you getting on the case well. of the conversion Shut of?" <laughs> Shut up. Yes, I am. He takes it quite well, okay, and he and he says, you know, he's having a little laugh, but he does say specifically, "I'll I'll have to work off twenty years." To pay that off. I'll have to wait 20 years to pay that off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, flash forward towards the end of the episode. Okay. Um, Mr. Cooper says, oh, you know, he wasn't sure how much to put on the credit card. So he just bought a million pounds, you know, enough for trinkets, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And then the doctor informs him that a million pounds is actually worth 50 million credits. 50 million and 56 to be exact. Okay. Now, using simple math, Lawrence, one, <laughs> one, one can work out that the exchange rate here between Great British Pounds and, uh, let's say, Stowe Credits is um, it's about 1 to 50, okay? Yeah. So, so 5,000 credits roughly equals 100 pounds. Okay. Okay. So, so either the wealth inequality is fucking rampant on Stowe. It is like really, really rife. Yeah. Or it just wasn't thought about. And um, what sound? What what sounds more likely to you? The the second one. <laughs> the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Unless he's. I mean, 20 years for 100 quid, that's hard graft. <laughs> that is hard graft, man. I'm not going to lie, I've earned that in a day. <laughs> so, like, 
I had more than that in a day. That's, saying, that's <laughs> not even bragging. 100 quid in yeah. a day is not much. <laughs> it's really not. Not by today's standards. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, it <laughs> sucks. I mean, Stowe does sound like a terrible place to be. They, they're they racist to that's... androids and they're not paying people properly. Yeah. Fuck. That is, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah it's, I don't think... I mean, look... It, I, the definition of nitpick, no, that is not one. That is just a, an error in yeah, in the I logic and the too. law. <laughs> but I also think you have to have a touch of insanity to pick that. <laughs> I don't think you do. I think no. I, this is not this is not a criticism. I, I think you do. <laughs> what? Why? It's a thing that doesn't make sense. I, look, I guess this is a Doctor Who podcast. We're here <laughs> to do precisely this. Yeah, well, why why does it why does he uh, have to be in, insane to do that? I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's true. It's fair. I love that you did all the math. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple maths. Anyone can figure it out. It's true. Yeah. Oh dear me. And on that note, Nathan, I believe that leads us on to our next famous segment. Weirdo of the week. This is everyone's favourite segment of the show where we get to take a look back and reflect on some of the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters who come across our screens each and every single week. Uh, Lawrence, I am utterly terrified to... I don't know why I've started saying that because I'm not. (laughs) But Lawrence, who is your weirdo for this week? You always make it sound like I'm going to come out with something just fucking absolutely insanely offensive. Because you usually do. They're mostly just like sex pests or whatever. Well, I think... Right, excuse me. I think sex pests are weirdos, Nathan. But if you think that they're stand-up members of the community and society, then that's on you. That's yeah, all I'm I saying. Also, I also do specifically say, you know, these are characters that we're celebrating. So <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I guess I do land in that. Um, I think the... I. <laughs> this is not a character to be celebrating. No, no, no. I, I, so that the, the, the snob man is wrong about almost everything he says in this episode. Almost everything he says. Almost everything. So you agree that... Um, Here we go. <laughs> just, just pick Don't one turn of this back on things. me. You love genocide. No, no, no. no, no, no. I never said that. <laughs> but let's just say you agree with one of the offensive things he said. Oh, well, come on. I can't, well, no, good, I can't. good commitment to the joke there. Yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> I think when the steward opens the door to a spaceship... Um, being fully aware that its shields are down and fully understanding that the ship has taken considerable damage. I understand that it's sad, but the snob is right. He is a dead idiot. (laughs) You are such a cynical, heartless It's dumb! The rule 101 on spaceships is don't open the fucking door. (laughs) How many spaceships have you been on? All of them. (laughs) Name one, I've been on it. You haven't been on any. I've been the, you, the natural. Um, no, the science museum once had a spaceship simulator. I've been on that. That doesn't count. Have you ever been on it? No. One more than you, then, isn't it? No, it doesn't <laughs> count. It's not a space. If if it's got simulator in the name, it doesn't count. I think uh, pilots get trained in simulators. Yeah, it doesn't mean they've been in a fucking rocket. <laughs> I mean, I take your point. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that is fucking idiotic, though? No. No, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a man opening a door. He didn't know what was on the other side. Uh, all right, yeah. If you take this that he didn't know that 
Right, how how are we taking this? Did he know that... What Was there ship there, or was he by a window? Because those are big it was distinctions. All wall. It was all wall. So it's, it's impossible to know. Yeah, it's impossible. For all you know, he was going down a hallway. So we have to assume that the man's an idiot. No, no, no the opposite. <laughs> this is where it comes back to our glass half full, glass half empty scenario again, doesn't it? I choose to believe the man's a moron. You'll because he opened the door. Yes, he's a fool. You're so you're so cruel. All right. Well, I apologise to that man, um, the the dead idiot, Nathan. Who is your oh. weirdo this week? Professor Cooper. What an idiot, man! <laughs> like what a what an absolute idiot. I know it's like a bit of a joke or whatever. That like oh, he doesn't know anything about Earth. And yeah. You know, they worship Santa, a fearsome monster with claws and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, very funny. Uh, but, like, everyone else from Stowe seems to know about Earth and <laughs> knows quite a lot about it. Like, the captain is like, oh, it's Christmas. You can have a tot of rum as they do on Earth. And Silent Night, I believe they call it. And even the fucking rich prick, he's like, oh, I've got this Earth antique jacket. So you'd assume, like... Mm. They don't just come about that fucking by accident. Like they, they would have to go there and know like a bit about it. Um, but this guy, he doesn't. He seems like he would step foot on there and just instantly, like I don't know, what an idiot. Hey, yeah, but like for him. someone whose specific job is to be the professor of the Earth stuff. Yes, it seems he is the most clueless one there. And I know he like got his degree from uh, from a fucking dry cleaners or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like. They got the internet on Stowe? Like, read up on it, mate. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I, I, you have to assume that it's all there, right? If, yeah. If the, if, the, if the level of, like, misunderstanding that he's got is there, then they have to assume that there are at least a few books on Santa that he could have read just cover to cover, and it would have cleared this up for him. Yeah. But, yeah. I just realized the, the snob is like a one-for-one for, one for Billy Zane in the Titanic, isn't he? It's yeah. 100% Billy Zane in Titanic, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're riffing yeah. on it. <laughs> they 100% are, yeah. Um, they could have got Billy Zane to play him. Oh, that would have been phenomenal. I always, I oh, Billy Zane has first of all a phenomenal performance in Titanic, but mm. one of the absolute best lines in that whole movie is, "I put the diamond in the code, and I put the code on her, <laughs> and I put the code on her." <laughs> just all, just one single word, just all together. <laughs> no spaces between it. So I, good. I'm a fan of the flailing of the gun. I hope you enjoy your time together. <laughs> Ah, oh, what a great movie. I might watch it before I go to bed tonight. It is 11pm. <laughs> yeah, um, we've got another and we podcast. Got, yeah, we've got another podcast to record immediately after. <laughs> well, in, in the spirit of, of moving things along for our sake, um, Nathan, did we get any emails or tweets? Lawrence, not only did we get some emails and tweets, but I'll read them out now. <laughs> <laughs> but we got some MySpace messages too. No, we didn't. We, we got some emails... And we got some tweets. Lovely. Uh, and I'll happily read those out. Actually, I'll tell you what. Before I do that, I um, I need to read out an email, which is actually from last week. Oh. Um, yeah. It was... Where's my Gmail app? Did you miss one? No, it, it was sent in after we recorded. This option, yeah, by was... the way, is open now. If you want to email us about Rose, we'll have to do that as well. <laughs> no, no, no. Within reason. I think, but... <laughs> you get a week's leeway. That's it. Uh, So this is from Joel Diamond. Hi, I'm fully aware it's far too late to give a half-assed defense of the political situation in this 16-year-old episode of Doctor Who, but I do feel some responsibility to do so. Uh, Listeners may remember, I personally had an issue with the the way the politics were written in the the finale 
in the finale two-parter of Series 3, as did you, I believe. Yeah, I no, we I'm, both... I'm, I'm, I, I, was, I was less irate about it, but it definitely irks yeah. me, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I feel like we were, we, there's a point that we agreed upon. <laughs> okay, all right. Now that uh, we're both you... equally culpable, we're done. <laughs> You briefly touched upon the Doctor leaving the power vacuum uh, via Harriet Jones in The Christmas Invasion, but this was a deliberate move by RTD, as referenced in the confidential episode attached to this episode uh, from World War Three through to Santa Drums. Oh, no, sorry, it's a new sentence. From World War Three through to Santa Drums, there is supposed to be a theme of political turmoil that allows Saxon to rise to power. And as a cabinet member of the previous administration, it isn't impossible to imagine him gaining leadership of the party after the previous leader was ousted. Yeah, so far, fine. I can see that. You also didn't tech you also don't technically need to be the leader of a political party to be prime minister, brackets, but it does help. You just need to be able to command the confidence of the House of Commons which, whilst a major distinction, this was an idea suggested during the post-Brexit era. So it isn't out of the realm of possibility, especially in a Doctor Who universe, where about a quarter of the population of London appears to die every Christmas, (laughs) as we mentioned. Um, Minister of Defence would probably be regarded as a de facto great office of state in the situation. I can buy that too. That's fair enough. Saxon could potentially be a cross-party prime minister with support from MPs on both sides of the spectrum, explaining his line about them crossing the floor when the votes appear to be going in his favour, and potentially a comment on how Blairite Labour and Conservatives were politically similar at the time. I'm fully aware I'm giving this more thought than RTD did. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was going to be my end of it, is the... I respect all of that, and you, you're clearly a man that is well versed and knows your stuff. I don't think R2, RTD is. <laughs> no, that, 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 uh, there's some there's some reasonable I, things there. I, I will say there's some very some points were made very well there. Mm. I will say, which made me look at it and think, you know what? Yeah, I, I, it's possible, but it's again though, it's just. It's just not what Russell was cooking. <laughs> what what they need to do is include yeah. a scene where while they're eating all their chips mm. by the fire bin or in the in the in the abandoned uh, random unused warehouse. Yes, they need to include a scene where that is read verbatim by Captain Jack. Or something. <laughs> okay. yeah. sure. And while every now and again it cuts to the Doctor and Martha just going, mm, yeah, nodding mm. their heads, just like yeah, sure. okay, yeah, I understand that now. That makes more sense. Um, yeah, that is the only way I'll accept it. But no. Um, it, look, if there's one thing that at this show we can respect, it's looking way too deep into something that is probably nonsense. Absolutely. I mean, look at that whole fucking maths breakdown. I just <laughs> exactly. <that>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it Joel? Joel Diamond? Uh, Joel. Joel Diamond. Yes. Yes. Joel Diamond. I think you are very, very welcome to correct us on politics again. I also think your father Neil makes good music. <laughs> well done. Tweets. Um, and then back to emails. But for now, tweets. Um, Greg Cactus Face, our friend, yep. ours, our loyal compatriot, uh, says, Towards the end of the episode, the Doctor uses the angels to break the reinforced wooden deck of the Titanic. The Los Angeles angels often break the wooden bats used in Major League Baseball. Okay, all right. So a different approach than what, than what we were expecting. Yeah, yeah. Just, just straight up. They break their bats, which they use in baseball. I, 
which I quite enjoy. I, I enjoy that, and I enjoy with, uh, an episode where there is such a clear-cut, <laughs> obvious reference to swinging a bat. He's gone, yeah. no. No, that's, that's too easy for him. Yeah, okay. That's child's play for Greg Cactus' face. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, damn the lamb, uh, damn the lamb says, uh, quotation marks, oh, it's that guy. Me, every time I watch this episode and forget that Russell Tovey is in it. Yes. That's fair. Russell Tovey is very much a, oh, that guy, yeah. isn't he? He's He's- like, he shows up in quite a lot of like like British dramas and TV shows and stuff. And, it was, and it's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, he's got, the fa- he's got the face of a guy that is just like, he is so happy at the BBC. Yeah. And not like nothing. Like nothing is getting him out of like the cycle he's in of just making a few dramas every now and then with them. Yeah. Um, now a few people have sent in <laughs> um, a, a screenshot of of an interview which took place. Um, it's famously referred to as the train wreck Doctor Who interview. Okay, um, right. Because it's very. I'm not going to go for that call because it'd just be me reading out an interview. Yeah. Um, but I I will retweet it. Um, and let everyone take a look. But it's basically someone from Doctor Who, mag- I believe it's Doctor Who magazine, sat down with uh, Clive Swift, who was the actor who portrays um, Professor Cooper. And the, the and I've they heard have, about this, I think. <laughs> and you, yeah. And the whole, I can't believe it was published, to be honest. But like, the whole thing just reads about like, the guy would rather be literally anywhere else and he like looks down on Doctor Who and acting and acting for Doctor Who, and it's 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 just very wonderful. It's it's a complete train wreck of an interview. Um, Isn't again, it? I'm not like, gonna... I remember the vibe of it. Wasn't it just like seriously dismissive and combative for no reason? Yeah, there's there's a, a little quote here. Um, <laughs> the question is, um, well, <laughs> they just I'll just read out this. Don't be silly, I'm quite aggrieved. Why should I why should I do this? I'm not getting paid, am I? Awkward silence. Well, get on with it. And this is a published interview. Why would they put this out? I think it's funny. Why not? I mean I mean, yeah, look, at the end of the day, the guy presented himself like a fucking twat. So like Yeah. Fucking yeah, he probably he probably still sees this every now and again and goes, Oh god, I was really having a bad day. That was on one that day. Uh, thank you to Jared Coastal, uh, who tweeted that, and then uh, Joel Diamond as well sent it through email um, in, a, in, a, in another email, which he wrote, and he says, uh, just overall, this episode is pretty terrible and significantly worse than the two Christmas specials um, and marks the decline of Christmas specials for me. It's pure spectacle with little substance and honestly a bore to watch. Um, and then he says, I'm not sure if the attached interview was real, but it is certainly entertaining. Thanks. Oh, it's real, Joel. It's real. Um, <laughs> I, I will so. say I completely disagree. I, I would also disagree, Joel. I think it's a bit of fun. Yeah, I agree. I, I also think this yeah. is... The, right, and this... I will agree. I will agree on the decline of the Christmas episodes. Mm. F- for for the Russell era, anyway. Yeah. Because the, the next ones we have... Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> This is another oh, one where I'm just going to be fighting for my life in this in that that recap, isn't it? The um, mm. look, I I I know what you're saying. I don't think I don't think Christmas specials, and this is coming from someone with a very very limited knowledge of how the Christmas specials pan out after this. But from what I can remember, mm. yes, I don't think they got better than this. I think this is I think this in is the, the Russell beat. era or overall because they definitely get better than this. Okay, from what overall. from what I can remember, you know what I've seen of the show and what I haven't, and what I'm what I've seen, but I'm also murky on. Mm. Um, I, 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 
remember this one. I mean, maybe it's because I have that memory of me running around with a toy TARDIS, and like it's, it maybe it feels very Christmassy to me. I, I do enjoy it. Maybe well, I've I've completely lost Zoom. <laughs> I've completely lost it. I don't know how to get it back up. <laughs> well, you can um, hear me, or is it just the tap? I can, I can hear you, but I've somehow completely <laughs> lost. Oh, there it is. I'm back. <laughs> um, Lovely. Anyway. Um, and then uh, last email. Uh, this is from Jared Coastal. Oh, he was the guy who sent in the the interview as well. So thank you, Jared. Um, uh, this one is entitled "A Master Apology." Okay, you might, you might be familiar with this, Lawrence. Uh, thank you for taking the piss and the seamlessly editing apology um, in the most recent episode. How do you do it? <laughs> to clarify. And he's giving me some clarification here, Lawrence. Oh, has he as checked you... me? Yes, he has. For fuck's you, this is going to be on the numbering of the master. Yes, you boldly proclaimed that uh, he got the numbering of the master wrong or something. Okay. Um, and he, so here we go. Master number one, Roger Delgado, 1971 to 73. Master number two, uh, hold on. Master number two, Peter Pratt, 1976. And... Jeffrey Beavers, 1981. There you go. Was that? Are they master playing number, the same masters? They are, yes. Okay. Master number three, Anthony Ainley, uh, 1981 to 89. Master number four, Eric Roberts, 96. Master number five, Sir Derek Jacobi, 2007. John Sim, 2007. So. And what did I say? What was I wrong about? You said uh, that John Sim would technically be the seventh master, not the sixth. Well, look, here's but, the thing, okay, with this. Yeah. Yes. Is that I can never be wrong. Um, uh, we've proved many times that you can be. I, you are. I don't think so. Jared, we can go back and forth all day. I will continue telling you that you're wrong. I challenge you every week right in disproving me. And I want new evidence every week because I'm not satisfied with what I've heard here today. <laughs> Your okay, definitive well, gonna... numbered list is not satisfactory <laughs> enough for me. Okay, well, I'm going to say you don't have to do that, Jared. And you can just ignore this <laughs> idiot and safely... You are correct. Um, uh, now I'm going to read out the rest of Jared's email here, and I will I will warn you uh, to hold on to your butts because okay, right, get, yeah. get ready for some revelations. Okay. okay, yeah, get ready for minds to be blown here. Consider my okay. butt held. Good. Uh, okay, as I've now bothered to email in, I was delighted to hear you read out my review last week that I wrote back in summer. Jeff Lemon is my Apple review alias. <laughs> When I listened to that week's episode, it was also my birthday. A real treat to be read out on my big day. Happy belated. Uh, I was up late and couldn't sleep because I had eaten too much Biscoff cheesecake that my wife had made (laughs) instead of a birthday cake. Look, as a man who absolutely adores a cheesecake. Yeah. I'm with you there, brother. I'm with you there. Uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to your Series 4 coverage. It's been years since I've seen it. 2008, question mark. All I can remember is Kylie Minogue, done. A giant wasp, yes. Uh, oh, a giant wasp chasing the social elite. Sontaran potato head stealing Cadillac converters. <laughs> and a really shit scene at the end where every companion is around the TARDIS console, grinning like idiots, and the camera pounds around. Absolutely awful. Didn't they tow a planet like the AA? Question <laughs> If there are any more anagrams of returning characters, I will let you know. All the best, Jared. Uh, thank you, Jared, or should I say... 
Jeff. Right, so here's what the a thing. revelation. Yeah, here's here is that my butt was not prepared. I was holding it tight and it was not prepared. Jared, everything I just said about you, <laughs> ignore it. I didn't realize I was speaking to the infamous Jeff Lemon, and I wholeheartedly apologize. You were right about everything you've ever said. Podcast royalty right there. That is insane. But what I will say, Nathan, before we wrap the episode up, is do we have yeah. any reviews that we need to read out? Uh, funny you should mention that, Lawrence. I'm just <laughs> pulling that up right now on the app. Oh, look, uh, I'll, just read, I'll, I'll just read out the latest one. Yeah. I, think. I think that's best to do. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, oh, this one seems to be from Jeff Lemon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> it says, uh, it's entitled, Still Got It? Uh, quest, uh, exclamation mark. A wonderful podcast about a 60-year-old show that goes off on various bizarre tangents at the drop of a fez. A must-listen for me every week. Well, you know what, Jeff Lemon, this review is a must-read for me every week. And I will never stop saying that. Um, and there we go. That is the show, Lawrence. Do pull Travis a favour and boot this bitch home. Are you okay? I love this joke. <laughs> this stupid review joke. It's so stupid, but hey, that's the podcast. <laughs> Lawrence, we're pushing. We're almost at two hours again. Come on. Man. <laughs> right, yeah. Poor Travis. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, Travis. Right. Uh, if you have enjoyed this new episode of this show, go up every single uh, Monday at 10 a.m., um, and if you're like, oh, but I don't know where to find them. I don't know where to go. Well, I'll tell you where you can go. So you're not lost in the dark anymore, friend. Uh, mosey on over to Twitter. You can follow us there at StillGotLegsPod. Uh, if you type in the same thing on TikTok, you'll be greeted to a nice little relatively new thing we're doing, which is posting TikToks, little short segments that we think are somewhat amusing. Um, and you can give us a little follow there if, if, you're, if you're a user of TikTok, if you, if you, if you voyage into that space. We should also probably do reels and shorts, really, shouldn't we? We're, we're going to get on that, yeah. It's one video, yeah. we'll just boot it into like yeah. wherever they go, yeah. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll, so follow us on Instagram, and we're gonna we're, we're trying. We're in the process of revamping the YouTube channel, yeah. getting it set up. It's it's a YouTube channel specifically for another Happy Studios, so it'll be both another Happy Pod and still got legs. But we're in the process of of revamping that and getting that up. So, yeah. but check it out, indeed. Um, yeah, get, get ready for some cross-promotion, uh, is what I will say. Uh, don't feel obligated. If you just love Doctor Who and you're like, I don't care about other things, that's fine. But I feel like no, people that like Doctor Who probably do care about other things as well. Otherwise, yeah. And if you do care about other things, well, then you can check out our, our pop culture podcast. It's Ooh. called Another Happy Pod. comes out every Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, the most recent episode. be honest, I have no idea, because we're recording these ahead of time, so I'm I'm confused Maybe it's Moana, maybe it's Scream 3, maybe it's in between them both. I don't know. But go check it out. There's always uh, fun discussions to be had over there. It was Moana, just so we're all clear. Lovely. Scream 3 is the week after. Um, But anyway, what I will do now is fill some time while Nathan presses an outro button, um, because it's quite quiet at the start, but in time it will eclipse me. Goodbye! Thanks, Travis. Should we have said a yeah? I was going to say, should we say a thank you to Travis? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think we should now. <laughs> really <laughs> bad. Really sorry, Travis. Can you put this before? <laughs> but yeah, before the ending. Can you just put in this in there? We're not right. Um, we're not used to having an editor. This is very no, new territory. We promise we will keep, be crediting you. You can even keep this bit if you want, um, <laughs> just so you you can show everyone what fucking idiots we are. I <laughs> uh, just want to say a big thank you to Travis who edited this episode. 
We love you, Travis. Thank you very much. We love you, Travis. Uh, yes, keep up the good work, you lovely person. Great, good stuff. There we go. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Travis. Thanks, Travis, for doing that. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Now, I've also pressed record. That's beautiful. We're both recording. Lovely. Okay. Uh, hello. Hi, Travis. Hello, Travis. We're going to sync up for you right now. We are indeed. I guess um, this is out of sync, so it's pointless talking until we sync. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's do this. Let's try this. Let's do the friends thing. Uh, so no one told your life was going to be this way. Did it work? That was like perfect for me. Not Travis. for me. Tra- Travis, if that sucks, here's a traditional three, two, one click. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I know the pain of someone being funny in a sink and being like, yeah, that didn't work. All right, but, yeah, let's do a traditional one. Okay, right. go. Three, two, one. I'll do one. Three, two, one. Beautiful. Lovely. I'm Lovely. sure we can figure that out. Um, right, uh, anything to discuss beforehand? Don't think so. You're being no. all formal now that someone else is listening. <laughs> no, I know someone's listening, so I'm being weird. <laughs> get, out, get out of the headspace. Get out of it. <laughs> You're like, and what's on today's agenda, Lawrence? <laughs> what, what's on today's agenda? <laughs> all right, okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Beautiful. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.